We're here to share with you inspiring stories that bring to life all the little and big ways that people bring more love, joy, laughter, and humanness to everyday life. Our focus is to hunt for those little moments that refuel the human soul and reminds us what life is really all about. I invite you to sit back, enjoy the moments, enjoy the stories, the adventures, and the journeys. episode of What the World Needs More of. I am here with a very special guest today, Lauren Eliz Love. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Hey, we are thrilled to have you and we're very curious. What do you believe the world needs more of? Mm. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is love, but I feel like that's the most cliche answer. But I think at the end of the day, anything that we need more of falls underneath that category, right? Like more acceptance, more uh, more sharing, more openness, more understanding. And all of that at its deepest root is love and compassion. And I think when you really look at it, um, anything in this world can be healed with those two emotions. Mm, I love that. And, and mm. how? what was your experience in coming to a point of life where those two things stood out to you most? Mm, oh, I love that question. So, you know, for me, Jarek, I didn't have the love or compassion that I craved growing up. I think a lot of women struggle with that. Um, I grew up feeling like I was never enough, feeling like I couldn't be that woman who was beautiful and successful and accomplished, like I you know, saw in the magazines or in you know, TV. So as I got older, I overshot for everything, thinking that once I was successful, then I would feel happy, then I would feel good enough, then I'd feel validated. And this journey brought me down the road of making all the wrong choices just for approval and acceptance. Because I think when you don't have something, you crave it the most, right? You're so super hungry for it. And sometimes that causes you to make decisions that really your higher self would never make. So I found myself with men who were abusive and found myself the victim of a rape at the age of 19. And all of these experiences, a suicide attempt my freshman year of college, it was all centered around the fact that I didn't have something that I thought was my human right. And all along, what, what I didn't know was that everything that I needed was already within me, right? So like that love and acceptance and that approval and feeling worthy those were things that I had to give to myself first before I could ever receive them from someone else. So I think to answer your question, the biggest breakthrough in realizing that that was the most important thing for me came when I stopped looking for it in all the wrong places and started to create it for myself instead. Hmm. I really love that. I, I, I love that. Mm. And, and the ability mm. to realize I don't need to go find it anywhere out in the world instead i need to to create it i need to feel it in a previous mm. episode uh, there was a gentleman we were talking to a good friend from dubai 
and and he was you know live casting from the other side of the world and he said one thing he does every morning is stand in front of the mirror and spends 30 seconds staring himself in the soul straight through the eyes the window of the soul and and just saying Mm -hmm. i love you and for some people he's like oh it's so easy to do and i I stopped him i was like not so fast there that's not that easy for everybody (laughs) like for some people that's really really hard or incredibly weird and uncomfortable and and so the practice but I also made a joke. I said, well, some people are actually too good at it, uh, but we can learn from them at least how to get okay at it. <laughs> we were laughing. Oh my but, God. but at the same time, the, the, that, that's difficult for a lot of people. Um, and, and so the ability to transcend that, the ability to first realize it and recognize it, and then the ability to transcend it, it is so powerful. And it tells us a lot about who you are. Um, but we'd like to know more. I'd love to know what's your wow factor? What makes you uniquely mm. you? And maybe what's one or two life moments that help shape it? Cool. So super cool. Um, you know, it's so funny. I'm going to Dubai in November, in October, I think. It'd be so funny if like, I ended up meeting that guy that you're mentioning. And yeah, we'll connect you. Him and his wife and his Look children his are eyes. beautiful. And he would be really, <sighs> he's probably one of the most entertaining humans I know. Because his whole goal, he... he Sorry, this is a previous episode, but I'm going to bring it in here just for a second. He, no, it's cool. Bring it in. He was saying every morning he wakes up and he, he does his first, his, his love and connection to fill up. And then he asks, who do I want to be today? And, and you know, his example for today, this day that we recorded was, I want to be a cool dad. <laughs> I started laughing. <laughs> I was like, hey, that's cool. Hey, whatever floats your boat. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. And then he says, okay, who do I want to be? How... Do I want to, you know, or I'm, I'm sorry, who do I want to be? Let me grab my notes real quick so I, I can say this properly. So who do I want to be? How do I want to live? And what do I need to do to make that happen? And and, and so it's it, it's so interesting, but it's very useful of, of, of him, his ability. And he said, you know, how he was going to do it was by creating all these little sneaky surprises all over the house so that all throughout the day, his daughter might like discover an envelope with a clue in it or, or a little note, a love you note from her dad hidden under a pillow or all these little oh, things he could that. do. Um, but his whole goal was this just. Is incredible. And it's all about giving, right? Like, I think this, the piece that I'm taking from this narrative is like, it's all about if you want to receive love, showing up to give it and being in that energy all the time so that you can be the version of yourself that you want to be rather than just showing up and saying, I want love. Give it to me. Where is it? Right? Like he's acting as if he's in that state of love. And as a result, he's receiving even more of it. Exactly. He's amplifying it. But sorry, mm-hmm. got carried away there. A little side note. <laughs> but, but, but coming back to you, what, what are these yeah. moments that the help wow shape factor. you and your wow factor? Yeah. Okay. So I think that this, it's so funny because I actually have a firm belief that everyone's wow factor is created when they're really young. Like mm-hmm. if you go back between like the ages of maybe two and 18, if you think about who you were in those really young ages, you probably had a characteristic or trait that growing up you started to suppress. So this is, you know, being an empath and being able to read people's energy or being vulnerable and just open and sharing everything about yourself without judgment, right? These certain characteristics or traits that we have as kids when we start to grow up, we're told we shouldn't be that way, right? Like, oh, you're too open and too expressive, or you're too vulnerable and too silly. And we start to push down our unique, most divinely connected qualities of ourselves because we feel like 
because they're unique, they're weird, or they're not enough, right? So uh, for me, this is vulnerability, like out of the gate 100%. I think there are a lot of people out there who don't feel comfortable sharing their truth and being really open about who they are. Like, have you ever been, this is a weird question on this topic, but have you ever been in an elevator and you're like, hey, how is it going? And the person's just like, yeah, it's good, right? Like that short answer, just like, yeah, I'm fine. What would the world be like if you walked into an elevator and that person actually shared what was going on in their life? Like, I'm having a really bad day, you know, so-and-so did this or my husband did that. We would open ourselves up to so much more love and connection in this world that actually exists, but very rarely are we comfortable being real with people. But why is that? We're scared of being judged. We're scared of not being enough. We're scared of not getting love. And so I think that what I had to learn in honoring this wow factor was if I share who I am, who I truly am, I will always be enough and supported and safe and loved because I am being what God made me to be, what the, what the universe created me to be, right? And that is enough. And I think the, the experiences I've had that have shaped that, uh, <laughs> there's a quote that says, my, sometimes our greatest lessons are wrapped in sandpaper, right? That's right. And, and yeah, <laughs> so for me, like every bad experience that made my wow factor incredible wasn't an easy experience. It was hard. It was rough. It was difficult. Um, this goes back to just years of, you know, trauma. When I was really young, um, I was sexually assaulted and never told my family. And then as I got older, um, when I was raped my freshman year of college, I decided to try to take my own life. And I ended up in a hospital um, for three or four weeks in an inpatient program at the age of 18, I was 18 years old, and the sandpaper experience being surrounded by people who had been through so much trauma in their life, so much hurt, so much grit, open up to strangers in a circle in like the therapy room, you know, for sessions. I thought, how brave are these people? They want to heal and they want to live so badly that they're sharing who they truly are. Why can't I do that? And so I've learned uh, along the journey of life that if I'm suppressing my truth, if I'm suppressing how I feel, if I'm not sharing my life experiences, I'm, I'm creating illness within my body. I'm creating this sense of trauma or frustration or hurt. But the minute I share and open up, that's when everything starts to heal. That's when life starts to change. That's when the universe brings you the most amazing people to guide you because you're not trying to be something you're not be being yourself mm, I love that I, I love that and and you're right mm -hmm. it, it takes a ridiculous amount of guts and 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 real true courage to to stand up and voice what's real I, I was talking to a, a, another guest in a previous episode he was saying the world needs more transparency he said so often yeah. uh, we're communicating with the mask of another human being the mask they've decided they need to wear uh, to, to represent who they think they need to be in the world versus them taking mm. that mask off and authentically being the true, true, true version of themselves like you're talking about here. And, and so for the, you know, the ability to unmask yourself, the ability to be raw and real and present and here, um, even what you said, people getting into an elevator and, and saying, hey, how are you? And, and the truth is, I think when most people ask the question, it might be a pleasantry, but, but some people yeah. gen genuinely care. 
like they'll look past and go, no, really, how are you? And, and it's, mm-hmm. it's wild. It's such a unique moment at this time in history when someone is willing to give you that space to really share that it's shocking to a lot of people. And, it, and it, it's, they don't know yeah. what to do. They kind of just stand there and they're like, I'm, I'm good. Why? <laughs> Even though, <laughs> you know, we're, we're so many episodes into this podcast and we've realized everyone has something so amazing to share and they all have stuff that's so rich and unique and diverse and, and, and traumatic yet beautiful yet amazing. And, and it, it's the ability to open that and express it. I, I think it's beautiful yeah. that you found that place. And, and that certainly is a wow oh. factor. To be comfortable enough Thank in your you. own skin to be real and and become transparent and sharing who you really are with the world around you. Yeah, and I think too, it's also this understanding of intention. Like, you know, coming on this podcast, Derek, I could like talk about the things I've been through from a place of trying to feel significant or trying to, you know, create an identity with my trauma. But I could also show up and share the same exact experiences from a space of knowing that if one person listens to this and they're a rape victim or they've had trauma in their life and now they're listening to this and saying, well, maybe I can overcome it because look, that person did, right? Like, I think it's really understanding that openness with intention, you know, transparency is great, but open, the transparency with intention is powerful. Mm, I like that openness with intention. And, and that's yeah. really powerful. I mean, even if someone listens to this and says, hey, it's okay, to voice what's actually happened to me. It's okay to share it. Um, yeah. I, I think what's fascinating is that we're at a time in history where, like you said, intention matters. And some people have chosen oh, to yeah. stand up and share what's happened to them in a way to heal and to heal themselves, to heal the other person, to heal their family, their lineage, to, mm. to rearrange the stars for what's going to happen in the future of their life and the life of the people they love. And some people have shared in ways that is more about them. <laughs> oh, 100%. You know, and they Absolutely. just want to stand up and say, look at me and look what I've been through. And and, and you can feel right. the difference over time if you just pay attention to how they show up. Um, and I, I think when, like you said, that ability to have openness with true intention behind it and, and, and to do it in a way that, that's really there to serve and share and give to other people, there's so much freedom yeah. and there's so much power in that. And there's, it's so liberating for, for people... On, on all sides, even the people that messed up. Uh, you know, I was talking to another friend and he said, the ability for someone to stand up and say, hey, I really screwed up in life. <laughs> like I've done some really bad stuff. And to not oh immediately be, you know, persecuted or attacked or, or mauled or beaten up. And for the ability for someone to express that and then have someone else show up and care about them and hear them and see them and feel them and love them it's amazing because all of a sudden that part that was shamed or hidden away or or so wrong doesn't make it right it just allows it to heal so the person can evolve and hopefully become a better version of themselves their consciousness can raise and they can care more uh, about stuff instead of being bogged down or this thing that happened that they're afraid if they say they did it Oh boy, the pitchforks and torches are coming and they're going to get them. Mm-hmm. Well, even too, like, even if it's something that you didn't do and something that happened to you, I think there is still that, there's a, there are a wide variety of buckets that these type of people live in, right? So there's the bucket of, 
I'm not going to talk about this and I'm going to let it, you know, consume me, stress me out and make me feel really overwhelmed. There's those people in that bucket. And that trauma starts to seep through their life and create pain and frustration and doubt and overwhelm and starts to manifest in all these other ways. And then there's the bucket of the person who is like, I'm going to talk about this, let it out, and then finally heal, and then I can move forward. Then there's like this other bucket of people who talk about what they've been through from the space of victimhood. And it's almost like, you know, it becomes so ingrained in their identity. And even if it's something that didn't happen to them and they did it, like the example that you're giving here, you could choose to stay in that identity and say, I'm a criminal or I'm a terrible person or this is what's happened to me. Or you can choose to say, hey, this happened and I'm going to choose something different. I'm going to release this and go down the path of life and not live in victimhood by my past story. Because that's just, that is the worst life possible to be wrapped in your in your terrible past that you can't see forward to heal and to love and to, to grow a new life. I think so many people are challenged with that. Maybe they don't have the tools or the resources emotionally, but you know, at the end of the day, we can choose who we become. We don't have to be the same person that we've always been. Mm, that's powerful. That's powerful. And, and it's true. Mm. It's so very true. Um, I'm, I'm grateful you're sharing this because I think it'll really, really affect people in a positive way, just hearing that, but feeling it more so. You know, as much as the, yeah. the logical sense of hearing stuff like this, it's it's the heartfelt message where it all of a sudden hits the heart and they go, ooh, and all of a sudden they feel oh my gosh, yeah. to be able to open. Have you ever moment. like, have you ever listened to a podcast and like started to cry? Like Lisa Nichols once I listened to a podcast of her and I was crying because you just feel the emotion. It's not even about the words. It's about the emotion it creates within you. It, it's powerful. I've, I've been, we, we were recording an episode and there was a gentleman, I mean, it, it's a, yes. So, so yes, I have. And, and we, you know, I've, <laughs> yes, I've been crying with a handful of our guests of the past so many episodes. Uh, there was a gentleman who, um, you know, he lived through trauma when he was a, a young boy growing up. His, his adopted father used to beat the tar out of his mom every day. And at one point he got tired of watching. So he, st he started stepping wow. in front of the punches and taking the hits himself. And, you know, he'd get beat up so bad he couldn't even open his eyes and he'd lock himself in his room just to try to heal until he could see the wall again. And and it's wow. like, wow, to live through that. And, and you know, looking at those buckets you described, did he did he just take that and that became who he was his whole life? Did he, did he use it to heal and find a way to pay it forward? Or did he live in victimhood of this is why my life is so screwed up? And and eventually, he said he went through all three. That that con he, he didn't have those buckets. Yeah. I think these buckets are beautiful. <laughs> but <laughs> but he said he went through, you know in his own words he went through all three. Like he was frustrated and pissed and angry and sad. Um, Seventeen years old, his dad got sentenced to prison for attempted murder on him and his mom. Um, and and what was wow. wild was on that day, his mom told him, "This is your adopted father." And all of a sudden, his life changed because he says, "Oh my gosh, I don't have to turn out to be that man." Wow. What if, what permission to be free? That's incredible. And all of a sudden that bucket of healing showed up where it gave him, he gave himself permission to finally be free of it and live in a different space. Um, yeah. it, 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 it's wild. It's wild how these experiences unfold and how much healing can happen just from feeling something like this or hearing something like this. And, and so uh, another question to keep moving forward, you have a beautiful wow factor, the ability to, you know, really, really, truly express with intention and share with intention. And, and, and it's very powerful there. Um, 
Thank I'm you. curious. It's a little bit of a gear shift, but what's a moment that made you feel incredibly humble? Mm. Oh, wow. I've had so many recently. I think I've been on this journey, Jarek, as, uh, as a businesswoman of trying to create wealth with the intention of uh, joy and freedom and opportunity and not even um, from a space of trying to be selfish or uh, hungry, right? It's just always this space of money provides opportunity. And what I didn't realize was money can also, when channeled the right way, can provide you such opportunity for love. And uh, just recently, I ran an event in Chicago for the first time. And because of, you know, the money and the resources we have available, this was an event that was possible. Uh, it wouldn't have been without the income for me to, you know, invest the way that we needed to. And at this event, I got to hug women who I have been working with through the online space for years and just to see them in person, to know that they came to this event to connect and to love and to grow. And I'm there with them. I felt this love that I have not experienced in so long, this like feeling of just being in my purpose and feeling so grateful because I think that's what a humbling energy is, right? That deep feeling of gratitude and appreciation for the moment. And I can't tell you how long I experienced that. Um, shortly after I, I traveled to France, again, you know, another thing that you have the honor of doing when you do make money and my business is, you know, I went from, but just to give you a backstory, I walked away from my corporate job when I realized I wanted to use my life stories to inspire women. I walked away with no car, no apartment. Um, I, I let go of everything and I lived on a mattress in my boyfriend's parents' house on the floor for probably a year while I tried to grow this business. I had $50,000 in debt and I wasn't making a penny. And eventually that turned around. And so from Chicago to France and then being on this beautiful boat in the midst of this beautiful scenery, I started to cry because the joy of experiences is what life is truly about. And it took me this long to realize that, you know, I was fighting for the money so I could not be stressed. And then that went away. And then I was fighting for the money so I could have great opportunities. And then that fight went away. And suddenly it was just like this, this abundance is what we can live in every single day. And I think it's absolutely incredible. And I, I want to give that to more people. I want to be able to turn around and share that with the world because it's like life is so different when you can experience joy and love rather than fear and stress and pressure every day. It's true. It, it, it's true. And I think I just read an article that more and more people um, are, are realizing this sooner. And instead of waiting till, you know, 65 years old when you retire to finally try to go see the world, um, you know, yeah. younger people nowadays in, in, in their 20s and 30s and even 40s, still young, are, are going, you know what? I don't know if this is it. I don't know if sitting at a cube all day or just working at a hardcore job all day is really where the magic's mm -hmm. at. And, and we're you know more willing at this point in history to take that risk and say, you know, I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try something different. I'm going to blaze a little bit of a trail over here in my world at least and, and, and find a way to turn a vision into reality and set up life in a way that I, I can 
go experience stuff like this. And I'm willing to, you know, sleep at a boyfriend's house in the basement for so long in order to get my feet <laughs> underneath me. Then screw it. Who cares? You know, that's yeah. fine. It's part of life. And and I, I think more yeah. and more people realizing that and being willing and to have the courage to do it, it is phenomenal. And and it, it's opening up a yeah. space where, where people can experience so much more life. Um, but but you're right. There's a humbleness to it. <laughs> Because it ain't yeah. always freaking, you know, I mean, I, I remember times when I was starting where it's like getting to eat at a restaurant was a privilege, <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, and taking someone yeah. out to dinner was like, holy moly, like I'm, you know, balling out on that dinner. <laughs> right. And it's so, it's so crazy because I think that there are so many people out there who feel like there might be someone listening to this podcast, right? Who's like, oh, that sounds great. Like, good for you. But I think the reality is that like we're all on this planet for a purpose. And when you truly align with that purpose and you're truly honest with yourself, and even if that purpose is scary, when you jump into it and you pursue it with relentless consistency, right? Not consistency, but relentless consistency, things will open up for you because you're living in your dharma. And that's like your true, your true calling of self, your true divine guidance of like what it is you're here to do on this planet. And that is the whole reason we're here. So like all of these people who may feel it's impossible, who are like, Oh great. Like I'm still struggling. How do I get out of this? You know, ask yourself if money was no object, what would you be doing every day? What would be your purpose of service in this world? What would be your mission? What would be the reason that you exist? The lesson that you're ready to learn on this planet. Right. And like pouring yourself into that creates that abundance, but also creates that feeling of, of, humbleness of gratitude of gratefulness that you get to do what you do every day i love that um my, my wife and i've been taking a course recently on on values and i'm very familiar with the topic i've, I've learned about it my whole life and know it's important for people to understand their values yeah. and and what you're saying here is what is my purpose of service how would i serve the world around me and and in this course we learned that number one, you know, the person has their individual values. Who are they? What's most important to them? And and then number two, in whatever business they build or career path they're on or company they work with or for in any way, that the question becomes how much of their personal values are being expressed through the vehicle called work or business. And they, they showed us, they said, you know, when a large amount of values, maybe three to five out of the top 10, or three or more of the top 10 are expressed in the workplace, you get a person who actually enjoys going to work or doing what they do. Um, if, if you mm -hmm. have less than three personal values being expressed in the workplace, this person is, has a very difficult time showing up for quote unquote work every day, regardless if they own the business or work for the business. And, and mm. so what you're saying here is really true that there's a humbleness to realizing that you can go on this journey and, and there's a humbleness of the journey sometimes when, when you're building and, and realigning. Um, but, but there's also what you said, a, a humbleness in the realization of, wow, I can choose to work in building or with or for an organization that allows me to express the most important parts of who I am as a human. And, and there's a humbleness to that, an awe factor of like, wow, that's cool. And, and where all of a sudden it doesn't feel like work anymore. You know, your love and your passion become your mission. And, and now it just is, is illuminating the deepest parts of who you are every single day. 
um, and more or less it's a vehicle for you to express the the most important parts of who you feel you are. That is really humbling. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm curious. Sure. Speaking of that, what's an awe-inspiring moment? Mm, like one from my own memory? Or like you want me to define what an awe-inspiring moment is? No, some, one you've had in your own life where you're going yeah. through life and, 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 and it might sure. be something you saw, something you felt, something you heard, something you experienced. But, but what's something that just mm. was like a moment of awe where maybe, you know, your jaw hit the ground. And you're like, wow, that was amazing. Or, or whatever word mm. you use to describe it. I've had so many of these recently. Oh, my gosh. It's so hard to really connect into like the biggest one for you, because I think that when you're really connected to source, right, when you're really connected to your, your divine and like the purpose of being on this planet, right, like and you understand that you can live in that awe-inspired state where you see a random sign from the universe and you're like, oh, thank you so much, right? Like, that can happen every single day. And I think that for many of us, we search for the awe-inspiring moments all the time because we're looking for some type of uh, signal from the universe that we're either on the right path or we're doing the right thing. Um, an awe-inspiring moment to me just recently in Chicago, there was a homeless man uh, who my friend took inside to a CVS and said, let me buy you some food. And uh, went inside and was picking out something to eat, right? And wasn't really sure and, you know, got this this junk that obviously wasn't, you know, good for him, but it was like the cheapest thing that he grabbed. And my friend said, no, 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 like pick something really good. And so got him some healthy food, walked away, came back. And right before they were about to walk to the register, they came back together in the store and the homeless man had six different boxes of cereal. And the guy was like, why am I six different boxes of cereal? Like, this is, I told you, pick something healthy. But he went with it. He said, you know what, that's what he wants. I'm going to do that. And um, he paid for his cereal. And the homeless man goes outside. And uh, a couple moments later, he meets up with six of his friends. And he had a box of cereal for each of them. Aww. And I thought that was, oh, my gosh. I thought it was so beautiful that someone who has nothing was still in the mindset of giving ready to serve, ready to help, ready to spread the love, right? Oh, my gosh. It was the most incredible thing. And it was just such a reminder to me that that love and that caring and that compassion still exists in the world, and we need more of that. Mm, I love that. It, it, it's, it's amazing. It, it, there's something when we don't have a lot, we realize how much we really have. And I know that sounds like a weird statement, but we're more willing mm -hmm. to share because we know what we actually need. Um, yeah. it, it's a weird thing. And, and I think it happens on both ends of the spectrum. When you have very, very, very little, you realize what you actually need. And anything beyond that, you're willing to share with people because you know you don't actually need it. And when mm -hmm. you have a lot, a lot, a lot, like, way more than you could ever need you obviously realize you have a lot and you're willing to share some it's somewhere in the middle i think that we forget that where where yeah. we we're building or or growing or trying to get more and more and more and there's this weird feeling of is not enough but but you're right seeing moments where someone who seemingly has so little comes from such a place of abundance in that moment through their actions not just their words or thought but their actions that is beautiful what a cool moment yeah. I really love yeah, that. Yeah, it was amazing. Thank you.
Here's a question. We're yeah. going to switch gears. What's your greatest fear? My greatest fear is that I will create all of my success and not feel fulfilled. Oof. I think that's like one of the greatest, scariest things ever, right? So um, I used to have egoic fears, right? Those fears of like, am I going to fail? Am I not going to be enough? Or things not going to work out the right way? And I think now I'm at a point where I, I know if I keep on my path, everything will work out the way it's supposed to work out. But there is a little bit of that ego in there. It's like, wait, what if you get there and it doesn't make you happy? What if you reach that goal and you're not, you know, in that space of service? I think at the end of the day, um, my my greatest calling is just to leave a legacy, right? To do something really big in this world, to inspire people, to, to leave my mark. And I... I'm not afraid of that anymore. Right? I'm just, I'm in my space of trying to help people and, and be a source of light and like, you know, use me for your purpose. That phrase Wayne Dyer always says, right? God, use me for your purpose. Use me for your purpose. Um, I feel good there. I didn't always feel good there, right? But I feel good there. So, yeah, it's just what's ahead and whether or not that creates joy. Maybe actually, as you're asking that, I don't know if I'm actually afraid of that. Maybe, wow, you will break bit of a breakthrough for me here. I don't know if I'm actually afraid of that. I think, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> I love that it. It feels really cool. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Because crazy, like you know, you go on this journey of. Uh, I, along the way, like growing a business and being an entrepreneur and doing all these things for your business success, what you don't realize is that growing a business entity is the biggest personal development challenge of the century, right? Like, yeah, you can sit in your box and work your regular nine to five and do some personal development when you get home. But at the end of the day, if your money is related to the fact that you need to grow and develop yourself, you are in it, man. Like you are always ready to grow. You're always ready to stretch because you know that the more you learn, the more you grow, the more you improve yourself, the more results you can get, the more lives you can change, the more of an impact you can make. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I think along that way, I've had to do a lot of work around these fears of, oh, is this going to work? Am I going to wake up tomorrow? And is there going to be money in the bank? And what if this doesn't work out? And what if I'm not successful, right? I had to work through every single one of those. And they still come up from time to time because I'm human. And I think everyone has those fears. It would be stupid to say I don't have them. But they're not great anymore. They're just small, right? And I can manage them and learn how to work with them the right way. So, yeah. I don't know if that answers your question, but that's how I feel. <laughs> it does. It does fully. <laughs> um, and, and, and there's layers in there. One was recognizing the fact that there was a fear that you felt, um, the experience of the other side of it. I don't know what magic transpired, but that's amazing that it landed right now in this very moment as we brought up the topic. <laughs> um, but but there, there's truth of getting to the other side of it. I'm like, huh, yeah, no, I feel good about this on the other side. And and, and there, there, mm. there's, you know, I, I think the powerful piece, and it was something that you actually said out loud in the process, which was when you said, God, use me for your purpose, um, and, and I'll have to rewind and listen. I don't know if it was right before or right after, but all of a sudden just saying that it, it transcended those fears almost instantaneously. And it put you in yeah. a place where it's like, wow, when you're coming from that place to be a vehicle to really truly take into the world what's needed most, 
um, the fears almost become irrelevant in that moment. And it's not that they're not there. They're still there. It's just they're irrelevant to the mission because now the mission is something that raises you above and and forges through. And and it's a really dynamic experience. I think there's something unique there. If you're listening, you might want to rewind and re-listen to that, (laughs) that little segment there and watch what happened. It wasn't because of what someone said. It wasn't because of reading a book or listening. It, it was just asking to be, hey, use me for a higher purpose right now. And almost mm. instantaneously, fears were transcended. Something that felt like a fear a moment before now became something that even though it's still there, was no longer in the way. That is pretty magical. I think that's the yeah. first time that's happened on any of our episodes. So <laughs> I'm going to go re-listen really a few cool. times and hear what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome when you surrender, right? Like stuff happens. It's so cool. It's where all the magic is. And and it, it, it's, it's exciting. And, and the, the concept that my next question is, what are you most excited about for the future? Mm, what am I most excited about for the future? I think for right now, my, my excitement is actually in the unknown. Mm. So I think for, for a while, I was always scared of not knowing what was next. And now it's like, who the heck knows what can happen? Because just recently things have started to expand in a new way. And my husband and I got married in April, so that's a beautiful, deep connection. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And I've been doing a lot of work on healing uh, certain parts of my life just recently too. Like I've lost 30 pounds in the last couple of months. And so there's there's all this growth around me, right? And I think that the old me would have, looked at that and said oh why am I fall apart or like oh look things are too good to be true now like don't get too happy um but now I'm just kind of in this place of like yeah like anything can happen and anything is possible and really deepening my connection with the students that I get to work with every day and really being in that space of service I'm so looking forward to that I'm looking forward to all of the travel that's ahead for me and being able to be in that state of believing that what I want is truly possible. That's what I'm looking forward to because that's what I have. And I know that if I continue to trust and continue to surrender, continue to push, I'll I'll continue to have that feeling. Right. So yeah, just, just gratitude for where I am and where things are going. I think it's amazing. Mm. I really love that. I love that. So gratitude of where things are going. Speaking of where things are going, we're going to transition to our second part of the show here. Um, This is what we call our nuts and bolts, meaning how things come together, the practical, tactical, uh, useful, tangible type tips. Um, And and, and you've shared so many already that are so useful. But we're going to hone in for this last little section here. And, And the first question is, where do you focus the majority of your life each day, meaning your thoughts, your energy, yeah, your actions, where where are they focused on right now, currently? Right now, currently, majority of my time is spent in service. So I have a lot of people who either are in my programs, my group coaching programs, or in my one-on-ones. And I do spend majority of my time in that space just because I do love it and it lights me up so much. Uh, but I'm starting to transition into becoming a little bit more protective of my time so that I can go on more of a spiritual journey to deepen my connection to uh, the things outside of myself, right? So source, universe, all of that. Uh, I spend about two hours every morning 
reading, meditating, in prayer, uh, journaling. That's a really big part of my day. Uh, and then probably two hours in the evening with my husband, with love and connection opportunities. I think uh, those are really the two ways that I fill my tank in my service space. Because I think for anyone out there who's in a service-based industry, it's really important to remember that you cannot pour from an empty cup. And you have to really take time to set boundaries, which are fences that keep you safe. They are not a bad thing. You know, setting boundaries and becoming really intentional with your time and saying, well, I need to grow myself so that I can be the best that I can be. Like I recently uh, just signed up for a year-long personal development journey that is full of travel and full of all these crazy rich experiences and a lot of studying. Uh, and I'm always putting money back into that because I know my personal development is my number one priority. So whether it's investing in programs or services and spending your time there or reading a really good personal development book or even just taking two hours or 30 minutes, whatever you have every morning, just to grow in your understanding of self, I think is one of the most important things that we can do. Mm, I love that. And in all of that, what would you say is one of the keys to your success in, in this process? Personal growth, 100%. Like I, you know, this is the thing, Derek, like I help people grow online businesses. And so the average person would say, oh, well, you just have to be really good at that in order for you to make money. And that's not true. So if I teach someone how to do something, mastering what I teach is not the only thing I have to do to create success, Right. I have to master myself. I have to master my work. I have to master my health. I have to master my energy. I have to master my, my wealth. I have to put myself into all of these areas of my life to, to challenge myself to be the best that I can be as a human because as a business owner, I am the vehicle that that business exists in. So if I'm not being cared for in those ways by myself, then my business can't thrive. I can't prosper. I've reached this sort of upper limit of, of growth when I'm not investing and taking care of myself. So I always like to say to people, like if you're trying to create something for yourself, uh, for our entrepreneurs out there, right? If you're trying to create a business for yourself, take a moment and really ask yourself, what areas of my life are really not where they're supposed to be right now outside of my business, right? Like put that on the side for a minute. Are you overweight? Are you with a, a food addiction or uh, an alcohol problem? Do you smoke too many cigarettes? Are you, um, you know, using prescription medications for your emotional state when you really don't have to be? You know, I was doing all of those things and trying to grow a business at the same time and wondering why it wasn't working because I wasn't healing myself. So I, I think that the personal development piece is the most important part of this, taking care of you 100%. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm obviously a huge proponent of it. And hopefully, yeah. you know, those people listening in are, 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 are feeling that and, and learning from you right now and experiencing it and mm. growing. And, 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 you know, hopefully that little finger is pointing things out that could be a little better in their world and they're going to do something about it. Um, speaking of doing something, I'd love to know, to wrap up here, what's one actionable tip that can help others experience this kind of growth and success within their life and their businesses and what they're up to? Get out a journal, pen and paper if you don't have a journal. You should always have a journal, okay? I have like 40 of them in my house and I'm stuffed with them. But get out get out a journal, 
and just ask yourself, what is my soul craving more of right now? I think that's the simplest way to start to take action around connecting to what it is that you want. I think a lot of people probably know what they want, but they resist it. They shut it off. They don't pay attention to it because it's sad to them because they feel like they can't have it. So really asking yourself, what is my soul craving more of right now? And then I guess a, a second question to ask is, if money was no object, how would I be living my life? Mm. How would I truly be living my life if money was no object? And then really looking at that after you're done and asking yourself, okay, now that I know this is my ultimate outcome, what do I have to do to get there? Mm. I love it. I love it. Mm. What is my yeah. soul craving more of right now? That's such yeah. a powerful question. Uh, I, I, I think... You know, allowing people to, to one other little tip, I, if I could toss a tip with your tip that, you know, find, yeah, find an open space, find a quiet space, find a beach, find a park, find a bench behind the office you work in, like find, find a space and, and let that question settle in and maybe ask it repetitively, like give yourself, and a friend of mine taught me this, he calls it the third third. He said, take a stopwatch put it on for five minutes and write down every answer you can come up with of what your soul is really craving right now. After the five minutes is up, set your pen down, take a break, just, just take a breath, stand up, walk around, stretch it out a little, sit back down after maybe 10, 30 seconds of relaxation and put it, put it on for five minutes. And here's the thing you got to do. Write down everything your soul is really craving to answer this question. But here's the caveat. You can't write down anything from list number one and figure oh. out what your soul is really craving. It'll get deep. And he says, repeat this one more time. Do it for five minutes, set the pen down, take a one minute break, come back, stretch it out, get limber, shake it up, and ask yourself the question one more time for five minutes. Do not let the pen stop. Write down everything that you can come up with and ask yourself the question, what does my soul really crave right now? And, and remember, you have to write down yeah. stuff and it can't be what was on the list before. Now, it doesn't mean the list before like, you can't do it. I like it, what you said, though. But you're diving yeah, deep. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and this part about not letting the pen stop, right? Like, keep going, keep going, because you don't want to censor what flows through your subconscious mind. Exactly. And and we found in this yeah. process, I mean, he uses that for, you know, uh, what does my client need more of and how do you do it in the business world? But but what, what you just introduced people to, this concept of what is your soul really craving more of right now? And if you did that same similar process of digging deep and really spending 15 minutes or 15, 18 minutes total digging in, you'll discover some magic hiding inside of your, you that's just waiting to be expressed in some way, shape, or form. Um, and, mm. and I like the other piece you said, which is do something about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's an epiphany to find it. But they didn't be like, oh, that's nice. Okay, back to the same old stuff. <laughs> like, come on. You know, you, you, yeah. you, you're someone who's transformed your health and fitness. You've transformed your emotional life. You've transcended uh, abuse and, and, and horrific experiences that, that, you know, no one wants to go through. But you have gone through them and you've used them as power to help heal and serve others mm -hmm. and come from a place of service and giving. And, and, and if, if you've been able to do so much as a walking, talking, breathing example for people, I, I love that you bring them back to dig deep and ask, what is your soul craving right now? And, and hopefully, you know, do your third third and dig it up and figure out what it is. But, but that final piece you left people on, which is, and do something about it. 
Don't just sit there yeah. and stare at yourself in the mirror and wonder about it. I mean, a vision board is amazing. A journal is awesome to write about it. But please, you know, do something. Take one little Take tiny action. step. Yeah. <laughs> or a huge action. Mm. Like, like anything, but do something. Don't just let it sit there. Otherwise, it'll get reburied yeah. and you'll have to dig it up later. Like if you have it and you and found it, go with it. And the messy action too. Like just to be clear, like the actionable steps are never going to be cookie cutter, you know, right in front of you. You got to just go take any small action, any little thing, you know, there's no strategy behind it in the beginning, but eventually you'll find the strategic flow. But no matter what your goal is, whether it's to lose weight or to go on an adventure trip or to travel the world or to, you know, run a successful business, you're not going to get there by sitting on your couch looking at a vision board singing Kumbaya. I mean, that, that stuff doesn't happen. It happens with the visualization is a piece of it. The meditation and surrender is a piece of it. But action, action is the only way that you get a result. That's true. That's true. It's where all the magic is. It's what gets mm -hmm. things moving. Um, yeah. Well, Lauren, Liz, Love, thank you so much for sharing some heart, some soul, some trauma, some beauty, some magic with us through through this discussion. We really, really appreciate you showing up and sharing so much with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Jared. This was awesome. Now, for everyone who's tuning in, if you want to learn more about Lauren, Liz, Love, and connect with her online, make sure to visit the show notes. It's going to have links of how you can find her on social media and visit her website to learn more about her one-on-one -on -one and group coaching experiences. I highly recommend going and checking it out. Um, and, and the final piece, if, if you enjoy what you're hearing here and, and you really enjoy what you're, you're learning and experiencing, please click subscribe. Not only that, share it with somebody. We believe that sharing is caring and we like caring people around here. So if you're enjoying these lessons, if you're enjoying these amazing interviews and amazing guests and people we get to connect with, please tell a friend, share an episode and allow us to, to ripple out in the world and reach a few more people each day. Uh, thank you again for tuning in and I look forward to seeing you all next episode. Thank you.